Any examples used are for illustrative purposes only and do not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and may not be suitable for all investors. It is not intended to predict the performance of any specific investment and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Welcome to Money Matters with Mike, with your host, Mike Zeno. Get set for a full hour of financial information and economic news affecting your bottom line. Mike works hard each day to educate Americans like you on how to reach the financial freedom they've worked so hard for. And he can help you, too. So now, let's start the show. Here's Mike Zeno. What's up, what's up, what's up? It's Mike Zeno coming to you from Fort Mill, South Carolina. Happy Saturday, people. What a great day to be alive in these United States of America. Money Matters with Mike is a show designed to arm you with information and give you plenty of meat on the bone to chew on each and every week. And today we are absolutely bringing it again. On today's show, we're going to talk about how to get started with retirement planning and include the proper preparation steps you can take to ensure your golden years are just that, golden. As always, I have the distinct honor and privilege of being joined by the one and only, my co-host and producer extraordinaire, Mr. Matt McClure. Matt, how you doing today, sir? Mike, I am doing great. I hope you are as well. I know you've got a lot of uh, a lot of busy times here as we get into the uh, even even warmer months than we've had so far, and uh, a lot of traveling coming up. So it's busy times. It, it is. I am uh, sharing the good word about you know the importance of retirement planning and 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 all the different money matters, and I'm doing that across several states and, and, and cities over the next upcoming six or so weeks in, in, in an effort to prepare for those summer months and get those folks prepared for retirement because there are a lot of people that seemingly are right there on the cusp ready to pull that trigger and to uh, you know to be able to enjoy that summer and what a, what a better time than not you know, having to go back to work to be able to enjoy the summer right? Yeah, absolutely true. It's very, um, you know, it's, it's not a thing that you want to have to do is, you know, work all these years and decades and decades and then retire and then be like, oh, I'm going back. I have to go back to work now, not because I want to, but because I have to. Uh, that's not the situation you want to find yourself in. And that is one of the main points of the show is to help people really, you know, you know, plan uh, appropriately and and properly so that they don't have to do that when the time comes that they're prepared for whatever uh, might come their way in the future. So yeah. so that's that's one of the big big points here. Education, right? Education is the key. They say knowledge is power, but only if you put it into practical application. Yeah, you got to knowledge is power, but only if you use it. You know, that's that's basically what that boils down to. And uh, we got a lot of knowledge to share here over this next hour, uh, Mike. But want to let the listeners know you can basically find us, folks, pretty much anywhere uh, you go on online. If you if you're online and you don't find Money Matters with Mike, there's a problem. Uh, you're because- not working. Yeah, exactly. We're everywhere out there. We got, of course, the podcast. You might be listening to that right now, and we thank you. You can listen to the episodes on MoneyMattersWithMike.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also find us on our YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube, search for Money Matters with Mike. Uh, you can do the same thing on Facebook. Uh, very active presence on Facebook there, and uh, we love it when our our listeners reach out and and Mike will respond uh, there himself. So it's kind of like when you call him. 
Uh, and, uh, you know, he's going to be the one who picks up the phone and uh, and talks to you. He'll be the one who, you know, that talks to you on Facebook as well. And don't hesitate to give him a call, by the way, for a free consultation. Uh, you can do that at 704-560-1573, 704-560-1573. And when you call that number, you can also get in touch and receive a free report on 23 retirement cost cutters for 2023. As I say, it's absolutely free of any cost and any obligation. A lot of great ideas, though, uh, for hanging on to more of your hard-earned money. Well, so, uh, Mike, coming up here on today's show, we've got an inflation demonstration, a market update, talking about the debt ceiling. We're also talking about household debt. And, uh, boy, it's reached a new all-time high and uh, is only getting higher here. Mm. So a little bit of disturbing news there. Um, if you're planning to retire in a few years, we've got some tips on how to prepare for that. As, as you said, Mike, there are a lot of people just right on the cusp. And that's really what this segment's going to be geared to is the people who are, uh, you know, retired and, and might not be exactly the most prepared for that, but uh, they are, you know, going to be retired and they're not you know, prepared for that. So we'll have some tips there. We'll also talk Memorial Day weekend travel. I can't believe it's just right around the corner. Already, uh, right? I'm flying by, which just means I'm getting older. You know, that's really <laughs> all that boils down to. Uh, and then a little this week in history uh, at the end, uh, if of course we have time for it. But first, let's kick things off here with our quote of the week. And now for some financial wisdom, it's time for the quote of the week. And our very wise words this time around might come from someone you might not necessarily expect, but someone from the coaching world, specifically in basketball, Bobby Knight. Of course, born in 1940, he's now 82 years old, retired these days, of course, uh, but uh, known as a, we'll call him a passionate coach. Um, <laughs> Indeed. May, or, may or may not have thrown a chair or two in his day. Uh, Bobby Knight said this once, quote, the will to succeed is important, but what's more important is the will to prepare. So boy, that's just great knowledge, not only to really soak in as far as you know, sports or anything else like that in life, but also, you know, your financial life, you got to be prepared. You, you do. And ladies and gentlemen, today, I want to discuss an important aspect of all of your financial well-being, right? And that is preparing for retirement, no matter where you are in life, whether you're just starting out, if you're a mid-career professional or you're a pre-retiree, you know, we often hear about the significance of having the will to succeed. Okay, but I want to emphasize that the will to prepare is even more critical. Hungry for something to chew on? Here's some meat on the bone. Retirement is a significant milestone in our lives. It's a time when we hope to enjoy the fruits of our labor and pursue our dreams. However, Achieving a comfortable retirement requires diligent preparation and thoughtful decision-making all along the way. And while it's natural to focus our, on our careers, right? Just our careers. And we strive for success in our current roles. It is equally essential to invest both time and effort in preparing for our future financial stability. Now, 
Let's break down the importance of Bobby's quote in the context of retirement planning. Okay, first and foremost, having the will to succeed means setting ambitious goals and working tirelessly towards them. It entails putting in the effort to excel in our professions, making strategic career choices and continuously developing our skills. And while this success is crucial, it alone will not guarantee a secure and fulfilling retirement. And this is where the will to prepare comes into play. It signifies the dedication and the determination to take the necessary steps today to ensure financial stable, uh, a financially stable future, I should say. Retirement planning involves making wise financial decisions such as saving and investing, uh, understanding the power of compounding, and developing a comprehensive strategy when it comes to building your nest egg. It requires that you educate yourselves about various retirement vehicles such as your 401k plans, your individual retirement accounts or IRAs, and all the other investment options that are available to you. Additionally, the will to prepare is going to encompass understanding the potential risks and challenges that may arise during your retirement years. It means taking into account factors like inflation, like healthcare costs, uh, and definitely like unexpected life events. And by acknowledging these realities and actually preparing for them, we can create a robust retirement plan that mitigates risks and provides us with the confidence to face any obstacles that might come along our way. So furthermore, Bobby's quote reminds us that retirement planning is not a one-time event. It's actually an ongoing process. If you are just starting out or in your mid-career, um, you have the advantage of time on your side. Starting early and being consistent with your savings and investment efforts can make a tremendous difference in building a substantial retirement fund. So it is essentially, uh, excuse me, essential to regularly um, review and adjust your retirement plans as your circumstances change in ensuring that you stay on track to achieve your goals, okay? So when it comes to preparing for retirement, the will to prepare takes precedence. And by recognizing the significance of thoughtful planning, making those informed uh, financial decisions and consistently working towards your retirement goals, you can pave the way for a secure and fulfilling future. So let's embrace the will to prepare and take charge of your retirement journey today in order that you can ensure enjoyment of your golden years with peace of mind and financial independence. And that is uh, really, really, really where the rubber meets the road there in getting you ready for your retirement years. It's not just going to sort of magically happen. You've got to prepare for it. And, uh, you know, if you count on it to just sort of magically happen when you get there, uh, you're in for a rude awakening. There's got to be some preparation that goes to it. And you really do have to, as you point out there, Mike, have to commit to that mm -hmm. and, um, you know, really be focused on it and not that it has to encompass your you know every aspect of your life obviously and and that's all you think about and you eat sleep and drink it and all of that stuff because you you know you got stuff to do you got life to live but it's got to be uh, definitely a consideration and something that you, you you work toward and i think you've got to also seek out the help of someone who really knows 
what they're what they're doing and who does this every day. And, you know, Mike Zeno is a is a prime example of that. I'd like to think I am Matt. I mean, I've often said, you know, when I have a toothache, I go to the dentist. If my car breaks down, I go to the mechanic. But if um, I need help with finances, guess who I actually go to? People that are financial professionals that might have other life experiences and and, and other bits and uh, of knowledge that I might not even possess yet. Because contrary to popular belief, I don't know everything when it comes to money. Right? <laughs> I am still learning, and I think just having the ability to recognize that you know what you don't know what you don't know. Okay, that is very very important, and staying open to the different. Uh, bits of information and seeing how they can be used towards your personal financial journey. I think that's paramount because again, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And that's okay because other people do know what you don't know. And, uh, you know, if you, if there's something about retirement planning or, uh, you know, just uh, even, you know, other financial aspects of your life that you haven't quite figured out, that you haven't quite mastered, Zeno mm-hmm. is somebody who can help you with that. Uh, you know, is, is a financial professional here and uh, he is our go-to guy around these parts uh, for all of those questions. And you can go to moneymatterswithmike.com uh, to reach out or you can give him a call. Uh, he'll, he will answer the phone. If not, he'll call you back very shortly. I can guarantee you that. 704-560-1573. 704-560-1573 is that number. Now, as promised, Mike, a little bit of an update here on the debt ceiling. People hear that that term, the debt ceiling, and they'll think, maybe, you know, they don't exactly know what it is or they kind of have an idea. Let's sort of, you know, get rid of any of that confusion. What is the debt ceiling and really why should people care about it? Why does it matter? Well, I mean, (laughs) the debt ceiling basically is, is a measure of how much our government actually spends, right? Okay. And the treasury can decide to just arbitrarily print money. Okay. And it's the ceiling is the cap on the total amount of money that the government can borrow in order to fund its operations. So that, that is what the debt ceiling is and what our national debt is. And, you know, unlike you or I, Matt, and anybody out there listening to the show, uh, we don't have the ability to spend more than we make unless we are maxing out credit cards. And then guess what? Once our credit cards are maxed out, we're in a in a world of hurt if we don't have the ability to pay for them, right? Well, that's where we find ourselves as a country because the government likes to spend money and they have maxed out their credit card. <laughs> They're good, not, not necessarily good at a lot of things, but good at spending money. Um, and that's uh, that's definitely for sure. Uh, and and actually, you know, it's funny because we're ha- we're having this discussion now uh, as a nation, particularly, you know, lawmakers and the administration in in D.C. having this conversation now. Mm -hmm. And yes, if you check your calendars, it is May. uh, But the U.S. actually hit the debt ceiling back in January. It did. But we've we've got a very short time now to go before the government really runs out of money. Right. I mean, June 1st is that so-called X date. 
Yeah. And and so, you know, if the debt ceiling is not raised, the government might be unable to meet its financial obligations. And whether that's, you know, paying its bills, paying the salaries, servicing the existing debt, that raises the risk of default, right? That can have severe consequences on the economy um, and, and, and damage the government's credibility and make it harder and even more expensive to borrow money for the government in the future, right? So that, that's one thing. Um, if the debt ceiling is not raised, there's an economic impact, okay? <laughs> Could lead to a government shutdown, redu reductions and have a detrimental impact on the economy again. And the government spending, believe it or not, plays a significant role in driving economic growth and providing stability. So a sudden reduction can lead to job losses, decrease consumer confidence, and an overall economic downturn that nobody really out there wants to experience, right? And so, you know, when we look at the other side, I mean, we want the government to maintain its financial obligations, okay? Uh, <laughs> we definitely want to do that. We want to uh, have the government preserve its credit worthiness. We want to make sure that we have economic stability. These things are important in life, but we also want the government to take um, responsibility and, and be held accountable for as much money as they're printing because we can't do it ourselves why would we expect our government to be able to do the same? Yeah. I mean, I've got, yeah, I've got a printer right over here uh, to my right. Uh, if I were to try to print money, I don't think it'd work out very well for me in the end. So yeah, you're right. We can't do that. The government can, and it's, uh, you know, kind of an, un it's unfair when it comes right down to it. But, you know, as we, as we say, they have not been able to reach an agreement on this, which is not the most surprising thing in the world because, yeah. We can't, as I like to say, we can't get people in Washington to agree that the sky is blue on any given day, it seems like, these days. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll see exactly how it goes here over this next, you know, couple of weeks or less, really, that they have to make this decision before things really start going. And, and then, I mean, you know, another wrinkle in all of this is that payments like Social Security, Medicare, tax refunds, uh, military salaries, other stuff that will all be delayed likely as well. So it's it's really affects a lot of things. If the if the government's not able to if the government's not able to spend money, it really is it's not a good thing because the government's not being able to meet it, the obligations that it's already made. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it really comes down to fiscal responsibility, right? The government should be fiscally responsibility and be able to live within its means. Okay. Raising the debt ceiling allows the government just to continue borrowing without addressing those underlying issues of excessive spending and budget deficits. And, and, and so what that does is perpetuates a cycle of increasing debt and it places an undue burden on future generations who are going to have to bear the consequences of unsustainable fiscal policies, right? So there's lots of advocates out there for limited government. And, and so when we raise the debt, that can lead to the expansion of the government's role and could interfere with the free markets. Um, you know, a large national debt is going to require constant and consistent borrowing, which again could lead to increased government intervention in the economy and reduced economic freedoms, right? It hampers private sector growth. It hampers innovation and individual liberties could be hampered as well. And, and let's not even forget the inflationary concerns, right? Okay, when a government continually borrows and spends beyond its means, it's increasing the money supply, which leads to inflationary pressures. 
So, you know, by refusing to raise the debt ceiling, that can foster a sense of financial discipline, promote responsible responsible spending practices. But again, it's it's such a double-edged sword. And I wish there was an easy solution and that the left and the right and everybody in between could all kind of get on the same page. Yeah, which is uh, a difficult thing to do on any topic, as I say these days. But uh, hopefully they're able to reach uh, some sort of an agreement there and the uh, government will not default on that uh, th- those debt payments because that would, as you say, be the worst case scenario there. And it's never, it, you know, it's a thing that's never happened before in, in this country. And it would be um, devastating not only to our economy, but to the economies of, of different nations, particularly our allies around the world. Well, you know, we're gone, we've gone from, okay, talking about national debt here, mm-hmm. big picture stuff. Let's bring it down to the, uh, the very local level, as local as it gets to household debt, um, because this is a number that is um, just <laughs> astounding for individual household debt across the country. Uh, the report just came out recently here that household debt surpassed $17 trillion dollars for the very first time. Mm. Um, you know, we talked about this a little bit on last week's show, at least that the numbers, right, about yeah. the, um, you know, proportions of just sort of trying to wrap your mind around how big one trillion is. Yeah, this is 17 of those. And it's a lot. <laughs> it, it, it is it is huge. Again, you know, if, if you don't know how big a trillion dollars is, I want you to write down the number one, and then follow it with 12 zeros. And when you actually look at it written out, that's a whole lot of zeros after the number one. And then multiply that, like you just said, Matt, times 17. Okay. According to CNN, Americans' debt levels continue to climb to new heights at a time when economic conditions are becoming increasingly less stable. And so household debt balances set a fresh record high. 17.05 trillion during quarter one, the first quarter, January, February, and March, all right, growing by $148 billion from the fourth quarter of last year. And the Federal Reserve Bank of New York reported on Monday that the debt load has spiked by $2.9 trillion just since the end of 2019. that's, That's huge. It is huge. I mean, you've got people who uh, during that particular period of time, because you look at during since the end of 2019, uh, growing by 2.9 trillion, a lot of people, you know, during COVID, you know, potentially lost their jobs. They uh, found themselves in um, a situation that they did not anticipate and it was tough. And so, you know, you get into a scenario where you don't have a regular paycheck coming in. You might not have a big emergency fund, you might have a small emergency fund, but then that runs out quickly. And then you've got, you know, other issues going on. So yeah, I mean, it, it's running up credit cards, it's getting that home equity line of credit, it's all of those things that you have to do just to get by in a time like that, which was unprecedented. Mm-hmm. It really just can snowball here. Yeah. So when you're talking about those types of consumer loans, like you said, whether they are, you know, balances on on mortgages, second mortgages, home equity lines of credit, uh, people that have purchased vehicles, you know, over the past six months or so, student loans, retail credit cards, all other consumer loans during the first quarter, we've seen exponential increases across practically every single one of those categories and in record balances as well. And so, 
my question is, okay, we've spent all the money. How are we planning on paying for it? Right. And, you know, we asked that at the governmental level, but this is drilling down to the family level. How are you planning on paying for it? And so, you know, we definitely have some some quick tips basically to help you avoid debt and, and the financial stress that comes along with each and every single one of these. We preach on this show, making sure that you have an emergency fund at, at a minimum that covers three months of all your expenses. I like to have people have at least six months of expenses that are covered and, and, and establishing and sticking to a household budget is very, very important because if you're able to say, all right, this money is earmarked for, you know, my housing, my utilities, um, my entertainment, my food, basically my shelter, as far as getting from point A to point B, those are the necessities, right? The staples. Um, and then anything else, I threw entertainment in the staple because you can't live, you know, without any form of entertainment. So I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to throw that in there, right? Nobody, watching, wants, nobody wants to live in a box and not do right. anything. So that's watching me. paint dry, watching paint dry is very fun. Sticking to that and making sure that you don't go crazy. If you come into any kind of windfall, you get a raise at work, you get a tax refund. So many people go out and blow their tax refunds. It, it just, it, it boggles my mind, especially when we look at what we've talked about a lot on the show, compound interest and its ability to affect uh, over time, just every single one of those, you know, refunds that you get, which isn't really a refund. It's your money. You just gave the government a, ta a tax-free loan uh, to use your money during all those months, right? So the goal should be when it comes to taxes to have as little of a refund or owe as little as possible. And of course, you want to speak to a tax professional on that, right? So, you know, establish your budget, sticking to it. Pay off your high interest debts first, especially credit card debt as soon as possible. Because if you are not able to pay at a minimum just the statement balance, that means you're accruing interest and then interest upon the interest, and then interest upon the interest upon the interest, and it's a downward spiral that you can find it extremely difficult to navigate out of. And then making regular contributions to both your short-term and long-term savings goals. We preach again on the show, paying yourself first. If you wait to pay yourself after you've paid all your bills, it's a miracle that there's never any money left to pay yourself. But if you pay yourself first, guess what? It's also a miracle that you find enough money to pay all of your bills. Isn't that funny? <laughs> it's funny. It's funny how that how that works, and uh, it's true. It, it it really really is. And you wrap your mind around it, and of course, great tips there to or sort of avoid debt and avoid all the stress that comes along with it in the beginning, mm. um, and which is so important. And what we're actually going to talk a little bit more coming up later on in the show about some things dealing with uh, your you know mental health and and things staying sharp and all that. Your mental and emotional health so so important because if you're stressed out, especially if you're stressed out about money, I find it can be so easy to be overwhelmed and to really have that become something that that really wreaks havoc on your not only mental health and emotional health but your physical health too. It can manifest itself in that way. So it's really something that is beneficial all around. Yeah, financial stress is no fun. Okay, it is just not 
fun. And when you're stressing about how you're going to make this payment or that payment, God forbid it's your mortgage, right? Or how you're going to pay for your next meal or your medications. These things can drive your health into a downward spiral as well. And, and, and that's just the reality of what is happening in America. The light at the end of the tunnel is that, that with a will to prepare, right? And, and taking the bull by the horn, so to speak, you can get yourself out of that tunnel <laughs> of darkness and into the light by just taking some action and speaking with a professional and making sure that you put those plans into practical application to step by step move towards your goal. Okay. Nobody gets there, you know, in light speed, you don't just start the race and bam, you're at the finish line. That's not how it happens. You know, you first have to learn to crawl before you walk, walk before you run, run before you leap. Right. So baby steps. I've often said, how do you eat an elephant, Matt? One bite at a time, right? If something seems so daunting that it, it, it just seems impossible, just start right? Start slowly, one bite at a time. I promise if you don't give up, you'll get there. Yeah, that's the thing. You got to do it. Uh, you know, just it, you don't you don't know um, what it's going to take if you don't start and you will never succeed if you don't start. You got to take those first steps or those first bites, if yep. you if you will. Michael doing Jordan that. said, I, he, I think he said you'll miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, and so, yeah, it's so true. It's like, you know, you don't, uh, that's the same with everything in life too. You don't know that, uh, what that experience is going to be like, unless you actually do it, you know, and it's the same sort of thing. You got to start down that road of planning for your financial future. And it will, uh, as you go along, uh, you know, you'll, you'll chip away at it and it'll get easier. It'll be less of a, of a big, huge mountain to climb, uh, than, than you think it is in the beginning. And if you want to start climbing that mountain and you want some help, you can go to moneymatterswithmike.com. Uh, he's a, he's a great, uh, hiking guide up that mountain top, uh, moneymatterswithmike.com. Once again, is the website 704-560-1573 is the number and Mike, you know, I happened to, didn't, you would think that I plan these things, but I don't. Um, I was uh, just talking about hiking. And so that's something that people might be doing this coming Memorial Day weekend, uh, because it's something uh, that is going to be a huge, huge weekend for travel. Um, and as a matter of fact, millions of Americans preparing for what's seen as the unofficial start of summer. And... It's going to be kind of crazy on, on the roads, it sounds like. It's going to be nuts, right? I mean, AAA expects 42.3 million Americans to travel at least 50 miles or more from their home over the holiday weekend. So that's a 7% increase over last year or 2.7 more people. So the Automotive and Travel Research Group says that it's an early sign of what travelers should expect this summer. So that's on the roads, right? And 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 I don't know about you, but it seeming it seems like everywhere I drive, there are some morons on the road. <laughs> I don't know what they are doing, but they just don't need to be driving. Uh, they need they need to be driven. And so, you know, if you're somebody that has to guard against your attitude like I do, um I'm a pretty patient man except for on the highways or on the roadways, I just have very little tolerance for 
idiot drivers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, 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 you know, there, there's there, a movie just came, I can't remember it. It had Russell Crowe in it and it had to do with road rage. And, and then next thing I know, I, it's either Netflix that there's a, like a, a mini series called burn about road rage. And it just seems to be getting out of hand. And every day you pretty much you're hearing of these road rage stories, right? That's on the road. Now, Air travel is also expected to be up by 11% over last year with 3.4 million people expected to fly. Um, I fly a lot and I have not been uh, satisfied with flying as of late, right? I mean, it seems like every single flight is delayed for at least one time uh, for anywhere from 30 minutes to the longest I've been delayed this year so far has been four hours. Not fun, right? So, so. AAA says that this Memorial Day weekend could be the busiest at airports, get this, since 2005, okay? So people are trying to just escape, right? Escape from reality. And so, you know, their best uh, advice is to plan ahead and make sure that you have contingency plans, plan Bs, plan Cs in effect, knowing that potentially you could run into delays, you could run into cancellations, you could run into shutdown interstates, okay? Um, the first flight in the morning is likely to have fewer disruptions than later flights. And of course, choosing not to check a bag can also help you. So if you and your family plan to hit the road this Memorial Day, please, 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 please drive safely. Consider leaving early to beat the traffic and avoid delays. Heck, drive from 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. because nobody's really willing to do that. Um, I may take that advice myself, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> the, I wonder if the family will thank you for that. Um, you will, well, you'll be like, oh, you got, you all can sleep and I'll be doing the driving and, there you go. and that'll, that'll be that. Now, now I remember uh, doing that when I uh, was a kid, we got up for some reason. Well, and, and I guess, cause we wanted to spend the whole day we were driving somewhere in Alabama. Oh, there was a big uh, flea market over in um, uh, Boaz, Alabama uh, that, that we were driving to. I don't, you know, it's such a unique name is the reason I remember it, I guess. But I was a little kid and and I remember waking up the first time I ever woke up in my life at like two in the morning to go somewhere. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was not a fun time for me at the age of whatever I was, like seven or eight, probably. Um, yeah. It, it, but <laughs> hey, do it and you will be uh, not on the road with anybody. You'll get to where you're going and then you'll have a full day uh, for wherever your destination might be. So, hey, yeah, that's- No doubt, my, my, my daughter does that actually. In fact, she did it hopefully for the for the last time, uh, you know, proud papa moment. She just graduated last Friday um, mm -hmm. from the Rochester Institute of Technology and she gets up like at four o'clock in the morning to hit the road to make sure that she's home by, you know, before the rush hour traffic in the in the Charlotte area. So she did that for the last time. She said she's never stepping foot back in Rochester, New York. But, you know, my baby graduated with magna cum laude, too. So that was what's up. We got a smart one, not only pretty, but smart as well. <laughs> I love that. Well, congratulations to her. I, 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 you know, people who graduate magna, magna cum laude, I always say I graduated. Thank the Lord. Um, but that that's <laughs> That's about it's about how it goes for me. But congratulations to her, and uh, she'll uh, she'll be continuing to, to make too, proud. Mom and dad got a raise. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. No more tuition payments for you. <laughs> Done. Hands wiped. Want to know where your hard-earned money is going? It's time for an inflation demonstration. So. 
like you were just talking about how you you just got a raise uh you know so yes social security uh beneficiaries got a pretty pretty big sizable raise this year too 8.7 percent in 2023 Mm. thanks to the cost of living adjustment but now the forecast is out for 2024 and um you know, we're not looking at as, that nearly as big an increase this coming year. Yeah, they, they they should not expect such a large uh, COLA, which is a cost of living adjustment, uh, you know, despite warnings that beneficiaries are losing purchasing power. OK, what we're looking at for 2024 is around 3.1 percent, according to a Social Security analyst for the Senior Citizens League uh, in a news release that was issued last week. And, and Mary Johnson was her name. She went on to say that the Consumer Price Index does not accurately reflect. <laughs> I'm going to point that out again. The CPI does not accurately affect reflect the rising cost of items, especially that older Americans uh, more frequently spend their money on, including prescription drugs, uh, food, housing, dental services, which, by the way, are typically not covered by Medicare, right? So, you know, the, the real number from everything that I've seen, that real inflation number, not the CPI, is close to, get this, 25%, okay, um, which is ridiculous, right? And the Senior Citizens League, which is a nonpartisan senior advocacy group, they have for years based their estimations of upcoming cost of living adjustment increases on data from the Bureau of Labor Statistics and specifically its consumer price indexes, right? Which is the same data which is ultimately used by the Social Security Administration to determine its annual COLA increases. So while in 2023 had the 8.7% increase, which was the largest cost of living increase over four decades, uh, partially thanks to Again, the supply chain disruptions, which fueled those soaring inflation, uh, you know, amid the pandemic, we had a lot going on, right? Well, according to the Senior Citizens League, for every one hundred dollars a retired household spent on groceries in the year two thousand, okay, that household can only buy sixty-four dollars worth of groceries today, okay. That number is astounding. That is 36% less groceries going into your grocery cart for your same Benjamin. Yeah, that same $100, it does mm. not go as far as it used to. And uh, that that's certainly for sure. We've seen it this past year or, year or two now. Um, and we've definitely seen it since 2000, as you say. You know, the official uh, COLA not going to be announced until October. It'll go into effect in January. So several uh, more months to sort of wonder and find out here. But as inflation the official number has uh, started to cool off. The increase hasn't been as much over these last couple of months as it had in previous. Then, you know, now we're sort of looking at getting a better idea of what that cost of living adjustment is going to be. Every, you know, when you are a, a retiree, especially when you are someone who is living on a, a fixed income mm. and, and, and God forbid, you know, you are someone who is relying on social security as your only source of income in retirement, every little bit every every penny helps um, but obviously the more the more the better and if inflation can get you know down uh to where it has been over the previous several years then they'll they'll be doing a lot better 
they'll be doing much better. I mean, if, if they give you 3.1% and they get inflation at 2%, it's like you got a 1.1% raise at that point in time. But, you know, again, it's, it's based off of the CPI, okay, yeah. which, which that's, I don't know why they changed it. Um, maybe to, 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 to package it in a bow and feed it to you. Yum, yum, eat up America, right? Um, because of the sour taste that the actual inflation numbers uh, produce. So, yeah. <laughs> brutal. It's, it's, it is. It's not fun any way you look at it. But, um, yeah. you know, it can mean, as we saw this this year, that a larger increase in Social Security checks. Uh, but as always, it's a, it's a two-edged sword there because you're paying more for everything to begin with. Well, um, and this brings us to a good point here, because with inflation, with all of the economic instability that we've seen sort of taking hold, um, it's a kind of a scary time. Uh, I think any time is kind of a scary time to to be getting close to retirement, because then, you know, especially if you're not as prepared as you should be, perhaps. Uh, but right now is is an especially scary time for a lot of folks. And so if you are planning to retire in just a few years, let's say you're in that, as we like to call it, retirement red zone, like mm -hmm. five years either side of retirement. But right now are those five years approaching retirement, right? Do some things first. These are some yes. a couple of things here that we really want you to focus on and to do three steps. And the first step, Mike, is to meet with a financial professional. I think really essential because I know for me um, and, and, you know, there are things that I wouldn't necessarily have known about before I started working with you, for example, and, and things that I wouldn't have thought of. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of folks think that you got to be rich to meet with a financial professional. You don't. Okay. Um, now you, you do have to have uh, gainful employment, right? You do have to have a will to succeed and prepare for uh, your retirement, but schedule a meeting with us today. This is what we do. Okay. We can help answer any initial questions that you might have. We can get you started on developing a smart retirement plan. Um, how do we do that? Well, we will assess your current financial situation. We will consider things like your income, your expenses, the things you own, those are your assets, the things you owe on, those are your liabilities, and we'll evaluate how ready you are in actuality to retire, okay? We want you to be able to set realistic retirement goals. We help our clients establish and reach achievable financial goals based on their assets, their desired lifestyle, and their timeline for retirement. So meet with a financial professional. We can't stress that enough. Yeah. And as you say, this is this is what you do. So it's, you know, it makes sense. As we were talking about earlier, you know, if you have a problem with your tooth, you go to the dentist, et cetera. And so if you've got questions about your money, if you've got questions about retirement, planning for it, how to do that, how to go about, you know, establishing a, a budget so you can get ready to do that if you're if you're not quite there. All of those are things uh, that you can can really get um, advice with, get a lot of help with, and really sort it all out. And you can go to moneymatterswithmike.com. That's all one word, moneymatterswithmike.com to get started on that journey. So number two here, step two, I should say, is to make adjustments to your portfolio as necessary. As we've yeah. said before, Mike, don't just set it and forget it. Be willing and, and ready and able to go in and make some adjustments if and when you need to. 
right? The last thing you want to do with your retirement plan is set it and forget it, right? So after we analyze your current investments and retirement plan, we're going to stress test it. Like what happens if inflation goes back up to 9%? What happens if you um, only achieve a 2% rate of return on your investments. Well, heck, what happens if you lose 20 to 35% like the markets did last year? We'll present different options to consider based on your goals, based on your risk tolerance, all in order to make sure that you're comfortable with your plan. Okay. Diversify your investments. We're going to help you find a comfortable balance between both smart risk and smart safe investments. Okay. The key word is smart in both of those, right? You want to take smart risk and you want to be smart and be safe with the portion of your money that come hell or high water, you cannot afford to lose. Okay. You want to have both. If you think of it like in football terms or in any sport team terms, you want to have both a good offense and a great defense. Okay. So we may uh, suggest that you consider implementing what's known as a Roth conversion. If your retirement savings is mostly sitting in tax deferred retirement accounts, accounts where you have yet to pay the piper. And by doing that, that's going to help you avoid future tax increases, also help you generate tax-free income in retirement. And also with a Roth IRA, there are never required minimum distributions where the government forces you to take money out of those accounts, whether or not you need it, just so that they can collect their tax base. Yeah. And that, that's a, a rude awakening for a lot of people who have other types of accounts in retirement. And but, but with a Roth, you do not have to do that which is music to the ears of a lot of uh, retirees I know, mm -hmm. and uh, also not having to pay taxes on that um, that income in retirement from that Roth as well. And, you know, I mean, I know there are a lot of people, you know, listening to the show right now, Mike, who say that is a, it sounds like a very interesting thing uh, yes. to me. Yes. And, and, and I think that they should reach out to you and talk about it. Yeah, I mean, if you're interested in maximizing your retirement savings, if you're interested in learning what a Roth account could do for you, please get in contact with us, all right? 704-560-1573. Uh, That's my direct number. Visit us at moneymatterswithmike.com. Reach out on YouTube at Money Matters with Mike. Reach out on Facebook at Money Matters with Mike. Ask the questions. We'll get you the answers. Schedule today so that we can get to work on building a winning retirement plan for you and for your family. And again, all meetings are completely complimentary, no obligation whatsoever. And you're only going to work with us if it's best for you. And that is super important there. It's not, you know, we'll talk more about this in a little bit, but it's not something where Mike is going to, you know, force you to work with him or anything like that. It's going to be a, a mutually beneficial deal and particularly beneficial for you uh, as the listener, as the uh, potential client as well, somebody that Mike wants to help. And that that's really what it boils down to is helping you mm -hmm. plan a better future for yourself and for your family. All right. So step three here, uh, Mike, as we go through these uh, things that people need to do if they're planning to retire within a few years, the last one on this list is develop an income plan, plan for social security and check for income gaps. It is all about your income in this last step. 
It is, Matt. And, and you know, it, it used to be that it was all about this accumulating this big number, right? People wanted to have a uh, million dollars, for an example, before they were retired. Some people want to have $5 million, $10 million, whatever your number is that you think it is. Well, guess what? It's not just about the number. It's how much income that number is able to generate for you. So one of the biggest questions that I get is, Mike, based on everything that you're seeing, when should I take social security? When should I claim my benefit, right? So we're going to provide you with a comprehensive social security maximization plan to help you get the best benefit for what you need it to accomplish, right? We're also going to look at any other retirement income sources. So obviously you're going to get social security as long as it's still around, right? Um, we we kind of jokingly, but seriously, talk about that as well, right? But if you're somebody that has a pension, if you're fortunate enough to work for a company that offers a pension, if you own an annuity that is going to pay you for the rest of your life, if you're somebody who has invested in real estate and you have rental income, whether it's residential or commercial, we're going to look at that income. If you decide to continue working, doing something that you actually like on a part-time basis to where you're not required to be there all the time, we'll look at that income as well. So we're going to look at all of your income sources and then we can actually help you establish your own personal pension that is going to help provide you with the income you need. And guess what? Guaranteed for the rest of your life. Yeah, it's income that you can't outlive. And that is um, you know, something that I, you know, a lot of people don't even necessarily know exists that they can do for themselves, you know, that they, that they can actually have control over it, do, you know, put it together for themselves, establish it for themselves, pay into it for themselves. It's not uh, something that they have to rely on a company that still offers a pension or, you know, whatever work for the federal government or any of those things, they can actually do it for themselves. And that that's actually part of why you do what you do. I know is to yeah. educate people about these things. And it's also part of the free consultations that you give as well, educating people about these different options that they might not even know exist. I mean, think about that for a second. If you if you could either you know drop some money in lump sum or you could continually fund over the course of you know, 10, 15, 20 plus years into an account that is going to guarantee money is paid back to you with interest, okay? Um, only allow you to participate in the gains, protect you from the market volatility that we've experienced over the past few years, right? After the longest bull run in the history of the market that nobody alive or dead had ever seen before it hadn't happened, right? If you wanna be able to count on yourself, uh, in retirement. And I, you know, one of my good buddies used to say, if, if it's to be, it's up to me. And so that is really taking the bull by the horns and making sure that you're going to have ample income in retirement. That's what our full retirement plan consultations do. We do this again at no cost. There's no obligation. You're only going to work with us if it's best for you. We'll take deep dives into your current financial situation and analyze everything that you have going on. We'll try to discover how much you're paying in fees. We'll help you cut unnecessary costs in any of your accounts, whether those are IRAs, 401ks, or any other type of retirement savings accounts. We can help you with 
social security maximization planning. We can help you with Medicare and Medicare planning. And bottom line is we're going to compare your current situation to what's possible if you work with us. And why? Because it is your money. And if it's important to you, then it's important to me. And that is the name of the game here is really uh, focusing on what is important to you and what matters to you. And, uh, you know, you know what matters to you? Money matters. That's why the show is Money Matters with Mike. And you can go to moneymatterswithmike.com to reach out for that free consultation. Moneymatterswithmike.com or give him a call 704-560-1573. Well, uh, Mike, just a, a few more minutes here to go. And, and you know, I, as promised at the top of the show, uh, we, we were going to talk about something that I think is a bit of an overlooked thing, not only in, you know, we're talking about finances, but just kind of in general. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of, you know, ways to stay mentally sharp in retirement. We got a list of a few things here that to, to be, um, you know, con not concerned about, but to be mindful of as you are headed into retirement or in retirement from a, a, an article on fortune.com. And Number one here is super important, and that is staying connected to your community. That is huge, right? So spending too much time in an isolated state, disconnected from other people, that can significantly impact your health, including an increase, get this, of 50% in the risk of developing dementia for older adults. And according to a 2020 report, it said about one quarter of U.S. adults, or 25%, over the age of 65 are socially isolated. And that is a very sad state of the union, okay? So you may consider using some of your newfound free time to take free classes on subjects that interest you. Um, you're never too old to learn new tricks, right? Don't, don't believe that old adage that you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Maybe you do some volunteering at your church or at a local nonprofit that you support. Maybe you reconnect with friends and family uh, by going on walks or arranging other weekly meetups with loved ones. Or, you know, maybe you go back to work part time at a, something that you absolutely love doing so that you stay connected both socially, mentally, and then physically, which leads us into the second point, Matt. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's so important and it does lead us right into this one, which is number two, don't stop moving. Um, you know, staying physically active is so important because it's, it really is a use it or lose it situation. If you just, you know, sit around all day and don't do anything, pretty soon you're going to lose the ability to get up and do anything when you want to. Yeah. Even if exercise wasn't always or ever a must do while you were working, it's not too late to start. So no matter what your age is, making exercise a priority, whether it's working out at a gym or whether it's hiking or whether it's swimming or whatever activity you choose, even if you go walking, you are going to achieve a higher later life cognitive state, according to a recent study published in the Journal of Neurology, Neurosurgery, and Psychiatry, right? And so some of the more popular activities and or sports among U.S. retirees include golf, 
Uh, pickleball is the the fastest growing sport in America. Um, it's kind of like tennis, which you could also do. You could go swimming at the Y. You can get on a bicycle. You can walk. You can hike. You can take yoga. You can go bowling. But all of these things boiled down to just move your body. Staying flexible will keep you out of the nursing homes. Yeah, that's right. And and it's so, so important. My my mom actually went through, she's had some, you know, often on mobility issues just due to the job that she did for a long time, arthritis mm-hmm. in the knees and all that stuff. And so uh, doing, you know, physical therapy this past year really, really helped her just with her mobility, getting around a lot better and all of that. And so uh, avoid that to begin with, if you just, you know, stay active all the time. But if, but if you are having some issues like that, do something like physical therapy or just get up and get around and, and have somebody to help you do that. Cause it can really change your, your life and make it mm-hmm. so much better. And then number three here, um, if you are wanting to, and hopefully you do want to uh, stay mentally sharp in your retirement, avoid stress. That can seem like a hard one, but at least avoid as much stress as possible. Yeah. Not only is it important to cut back on stress, but you you have to also stop creating new stressors for yourself, right? Keep to the retirement budget that you set. With 72% of Americans feeling stressed about money as documented, now documented by the American Psychological Association's Stress in America report. That's what the report was called. It is best to keep your finances in control. So even if you're already retired, it's not too late to meet with a financial professional. Why? Because we can provide you with free information, free consultations that will inevitably help you sleep well at night, knowing that you are on track to meet your goals and cover your expenses as as you age. Perfect, and and that is um, you know something all all of those things really very important. Not only to help you stay mentally sharp, but as we say, stay physically uh, active and and as fit as possible, and help you stay on top of your uh, finances as well. Because if you're more mentally sharp, you're going to be on top of that. You're going to not be overspending and all of those things that that we all worry about during our working lives. And you still, of course, have to worry about during your retirement years as mm-hmm. well. Um, it just really helps all around. Well, um, Mike, just about getting to the end of the show here, but I know that um, we talked about this retirement red zone. I think this is a good thing to sort of wrap up with. If, if people are yeah. in that retirement red zone, it's a good time to reach out. Yeah. So what is the retirement red zone, right? That is the five years immediately preceding retirement, or if you've already retired, the five years immediately in retirement. Okay. Now is a critical time to consult with a financial professional to make sure that all of your I's are dotted, all of your T's are crossed, all of your questions are answered. You want to make sure that your fees are minimized. If you don't have a personal pension, let us help you set one of those up so that you can be sure to receive the income you'll need each and every month to help cover those expenses and fund the retirement lifestyle that you deserve. Imperative, Matt. Absolutely imperative for those that are in the retirement red zone to make sure all their ducks are in a row. 
Absolutely. And you can get those ducks in a row by reaching out to Mike Zeno. MoneyMattersWithMike.com is the website or call 704-560-1573. Coming up on next week's show, folks, we're going to put your financial knowledge to the test. We'll have a brand new edition of our favorite game around here called Right or Wrong. So you'll have to play along with us then. I know that I am looking forward to that. And I've enjoyed my time here once again this week. Mike, we'll, uh, we'll do it again next time, sir. Matt, thank you so much for what you bring to the show. People out in listener land, without you, we don't have a show. So thank you for your continued support. I appreciate all the questions you send our way on the social media platforms. I appreciate the phone calls. Moreover, I appreciate helping people elevate their financial game. Whatever you're doing this weekend, I hope you do it to the fullest extent. And as always, make it a great day. Thanks for listening to Money Matters with Mike. You deserve to work with a financial and insurance expert who can offer strategies for protecting and growing your hard-earned money. To schedule your free, no-obligation consultation, visit MoneyMattersWithMike.com or pick up the phone and call 704-560-1573. That's 704-560-1573. Not affiliated with the United States government, Mike Zeno does not offer tax, legal, or investment advice. Consult with your tax advisor or attorney regarding specific situations. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice. These opinions are not intended as investment advice, nor do they predict future performance of any product. All information provided is believed to be from reliable sources. However, we make no representation or warranty as to the accuracy of any statement. This information is intended to be educational in nature and does not provide a guarantee or a specific result. All copyrights and trademarks are the property of the respective owners. Amerilife assumes no responsibility or liability for the content of this message. The information contained herein is provided on an as-is basis with no guarantees of completeness, accuracy, usefulness, timeliness, or the results obtained from the use of this information.